Welcome, Nesco Nation, to this week's episode of Higher Side Chats. Today, we are being joined by my friend, Will Sowers. He has a very interesting background of skills. So thank you for joining us, Will. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. So you have a very interesting story um, from kind of where you are. I know you're in real estate now. You spent some time as a touring musician. Um, I feel like it'd be um, a story that not everybody gets to hear and definitely not everybody has on how you kind of went from one area to another as well. Being able to kind of teach our viewers, which is a lot of our internal employees as well as anybody else out there viewing, um, a little bit more about the real estate world and give some tips and tricks on that as well. So um, I guess we can kind of start off from the beginning um, and learn a little bit more about your experience during, during the journey that got you to where you are today. So I guess to get that all started, what originally got you into music and made you want to pursue that as a career? Man, uh, music was in my life from day one. Um, both my parents met doing music um, back in late 70s. Um, they were doing a show called Stephen Foster Story, which is in Bardstown, Kentucky. Um, it was a famous composer, my old Kentucky home. So it was the love story about them. My dad played Stephen Foster. My mom was the leading lady love interest. And that's actually how they met and fell in love. Fairy tale. Um, cool. So growing up, there was always music in the household. Dad was always playing something. Mom was always singing. Um, and it was in my blood. I loved it from day one. So classically trained my whole life until um, I started getting my own personality and finding myself and realizing that I didn't want to play Beethoven. I wanted to play uh, Norma Jean and heavy metal and all the angsty stuff I could. And uh, convinced my dad to take me to a pawn shop, buy a bass guitar, and I never left that bass guitar. <laughs> so fast forward a few years and signed a record deal when I was 19. Um, formed a band in Kentucky that went on to have, um, I mean, they're still going today, so a, a pretty solid career. Sold a few hundred thousand um, singles and four Billboard Top 200 records. Went on to play music with other people. Civil Twilight, band from South Africa. Um, and then some of the Collective Soul guys, we had a side project together for a few years. So did the band thing and did the hired musician thing as well. That's awesome. So you kind of had that whole full spectrum there. On yeah, understatement at a half. As a younger kid and then doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was nice to break away from the classical side of things and the formal training um, and just kind of get into a creative space with music. So, Sure, kind of making it your own at that point. Absolutely. Still taking the influences, but yeah, mm -hmm. making my own art at that point. Awesome. So I guess, what would you say some of your favorite things were, I guess, being a touring musician, kind of going around yeah. shows? Um, definitely the travel. Um, the people was always number one. Uh, I got to meet and talk to um, people I never would have come across in any other life. So very grateful for that opportunity and learned so much from each and every person, especially from different cultures and how they went about their day to day, what their, even their policies in place of their government, what kind of worked for them and 
looked at things that were broken in the U.S. and things that were working in other countries and wondering what the hell we're doing. <laughs> Fair. So, I mean, after going through all that, there were obviously a lot of positives. Um, when, I guess not so much it came to an end, but when you started thinking more about, like, I want to get into something different, I want to start yeah. following more of the, I guess you could call it corporate lifestyle. Yeah. That kind of got you starting to think more about that and moving away from music as a career. So the first spark was when um, Emma Rosa, my first group that I co-found, had a, a lead singer who had some substance abuse issues. And learning that one member could impact five other people's career and future was a harsh reality. And I never wanted to have my future in the hands of someone else ever again. So that's kind of when I started taking the hired musician role to where, you know, at least I'm contracted out per gig. Um, you know, a little more stability and a little more control at least. But uh, when I started doing that, started playing with Collective Soul guys, uh, Dean Rowland, who's one of the brothers, we became very close. And that dude's been touring since he was 19 years old. He's now late forties. Don't kill me for saying that Dean. <laughs> uh, but so he's had, he's had quite the run and mm. a very successful career, 14 million plus records sold. They still play to sold out thousands of crowds every night. Um, but he's not the happiest with, uh, you know, being dependent on the band he and his brother created 20 some odd years ago. I think he'd like to have a little more independence, a little more control over his day to day. Cause when you're in your late forties and someone else tells you, you have to accept this tour or whatever, sure. uh, you got to drop everything and go. Right. So I knew through those two experiences that music wasn't my, my long-term goal at least. Okay. Um, so now we've talked a bunch about it in the past. Um, but did you jump right into real estate or did you do anything else in between the music career or? Oh yeah, I was lost as could be after music. Um, really, really seriously had no freaking clue what I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. the way I figured out what I wanted to do was by dipping my toes in a bunch of different pools. Um, I first started working as a music therapist with traumatic brain injury. So taking my music skill into uh, you know more of a corporate world, mm -hmm. didn't have a passion with that, and definitely didn't have the mental stability to deal with some of that that uh, you really have to see and work with every day with your patients. Um, after that, I thought I maybe wanted to go to law school and do entertainment law. So I started working in law firms and learned very quickly that that definitely wasn't the right route for me. Then I went to school for pre-dental for two years, started interviewing for dental schools, realized I was just chasing a paycheck and that I didn't want to be staring into meth mouth all day. Tried out real estate and freaking loved it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really was just try and fail, not necessarily fail, but try yeah. and, and see if it works for you. And I think that's the only thing any of us can do is just try and see if it can oh, yeah. Especially for those who don't know exactly. I mean, like you said it before, you don't know exactly what you want to do. You could be lost or you could just be unhappy. And the best yeah. way to do it is try everything. See what works. See what makes you happy. Because yeah, you're not happy doing what you're 
doing every single day, it's going to be a chore and yeah. you're going to be miserable. So well, I learned very quickly that if I wasn't happy, I wasn't going to see the, uh, the monetary reward that I wanted. So there's no way to force yourself to, you know, drudge through crap and put out a great valued product that people are going to want to pay a premium for. Right. right. So <clears throat> once you started getting into real estate a little bit more, um, I guess you, some of the things you learned when you were touring and probably in all the other jobs you tried out were somewhat relatable, but once you got a little bit further into real estate, did you notice that anything from your past experiences jumped out as more transferable skills or was it something almost completely new for you? And that's actually, I think why I had such a passion for real estate because the business as weird as it may sound is so freaking similar. Um, they're both networking and people focused business. Uh, with my, with my music, I'd like to say I was the sickest bass player in the world and we wrote the best songs ever because we did, but <laughs> the market didn't say that, right? <laughs> sure. We got tours was, oh, Joe Schmo's band, Sum 41, they don't hate us and they wouldn't mind hanging out with us for a month and it doesn't, they don't think our music sucks. So let's go. Yeah. It wasn't because we did anything. It was because we networked and built relationships and grew those relationships. Um, and real estate's very similar in the fact that there's like, ton of realtors out there um but i think something like 87 percent fail within the first two years so there's a lot of noise and you got a lot of competition mm -hmm. but at the end of the day the people who truly do offer value and who care about their people their clients stand out from the masses i think um, and I know you made the point that, um, I mean, you'll have a lot of people dropping off and I mean, it seems to be something right now that's kind of the hot thing to try um, because it's kind of, you get to be in a sense, your own boss and make it yourself. Yeah. What would you say in your opinion, have you found that like most people who try and end up not being successful or moving away from it, what would you say is the biggest thing about it that makes that happen? Uh, probably these might be the same thing, but um a, they think they can do it part-time. And I don't think there's ever going to be a job, no matter what field you're in, where you can do it part-time and make full-time plus income. That just, that's a fairy tale that doesn't exist. Uh, be nice, but it's not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this whole and invest X amount and 100% passive income comes your way. Like, that's not a real thing, guys. Yeah. Don't listen to anyone who does that. Um, that and then I'm losing my train of thought. Remind me what we're talking about. What it is that would make you not be successful or kind of want to drop off? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So part-time, think it's part-time and then just think it's easy money. Like I said, I thought maybe they'd kind of be the same thing, but there's also no job that's going to let you sit around on your couch and eat bonbons all day, drinking a glass of bourbon and then put 10 grand a month in your bank account. Yep. Just, it, it doesn't work like that. And it's way, way more difficult to earn that salary when there's no one waking you up in the morning and no one 
uh, reprimanding you for not showing up at X amount and not doing the work on this night that you said you would, et cetera, et cetera. It just means it hurts your pocketbook at the end of the day. Awesome. So, I mean, I guess that kind of segues me into what I'd like to talk about to kind of wrap up. Um, I know there's a lot of people who are going to be either first time buyers or might even have interest in getting into real estate investment or even just want to pursue a career as a real estate agent. Um, I guess we can kind of start out just with some tips, um, tips or tricks. Like if you're looking into becoming a first time buyer, what are a couple things that you should really pay attention to or look into before kind of jumping into it? Yeah. Um, number one, I think is don't hesitate to reach out early. And I'm talking at least a year in advance of when you plan on getting serious about buying. Um, because nine times out of 10, doesn't matter what price point people are at. Um, we go to get them approval for a loan, dig into their financials, and there's always some surprise hits on your credit. There's always some things that you've kind of pushed to the wayside and forgotten about um, that don't really affect anything in your day to day. But when you go to buy that house and get approved for that loan, you don't want to get approved for a shack. Um, right. But that's stuff that can be taken care of and remedied. You just need some help through that. And the right people will help you through that, even if it takes a year plus time. Um, so that is talking, finding a realtor you actually like and get along and trust with, and then taking recommendations from that to talk to a lender and start getting the credit together. Um, that, and then once, once you've talked to those guys, just take, taking their advice, um, putting together a game plan for the next year. I think just planning and reaching out early are two of the most important steps that would save a lot of people some stress later on. Okay. Those are, I mean, big. <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. You probably shouldn't jump into the investment of buying a house if you haven't planned much for it. So, well, um, and you'd be surprised how often people try to do that. So, I, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about for people who might be interested in looking into a career as a real estate agent? Would you say there's anything that they should keep an eye out for or something they should consider before kind of jumping into that? I would network as much as you can and try, I mean, it's pretty easy to look up top producing agents in your area and brokers. And mm -hmm. one of them would be happy to sit down with you and share their personal experience. So it's definitely not a lifestyle that works for everyone. Um, like I said, it's not something you do part-time and earn a full-time income, I think at least. Mm -hmm. um, and you work weird hours because when your seven figure dollar client needs to close on a house, well, you better be sure as hell that your schedule's free. Uh, doesn't matter <laughs> right. what you have going on personally. So you've definitely got to be willing to work a little different schedule than most people are. Um, and sometimes work some really long hours, but at the end of the day, you know, you're working for yourself and you're earning the reward, not corporate. So. Sure. That makes sense. And the last thing that I've got here for you would be, um, I mean, everybody hears about it, flipping houses. Oh yeah. Obviously it goes back into it's um, with real estate. You have to make it a full-time job. You have to put in the effort for it. I'm sure that's very much the same thing for flipping a house. Is yeah. there anything to really look out for for people who might be interested in either just investing in real estate or getting into kind of the flipping side of things? Anything to look out for 
Oh yes. yes, so many. So I've actually got a deal going on right now that's a perfect example. Um, this gentleman purchased a house through a foreclosure sale, so through Master Commissioner. I get calls about those all the time because their house is under $100,000. Guys, there's a reason they're under $100,000. Please listen to me when I say that. But he didn't do his homework. He watched several episodes of uh, what are they called? HGTV, Fip It or Flix, Flip It or Fix It, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and thought he knew what he was going to do, thought he could watch some YouTube videos and fix it. Well, he didn't have a team in place of trusted advisors, advisors, experienced advisors, more importantly, that could literally do a walk around the property and tell you that the structure was about to give out. So he started doing all these renovations and then finds out that his foundation is falling in and there's no way in hell that the city's gonna approve for a, a new family to move in and occupy the property. Um, it's literally bowing from the outside and caving in in the back. And this oh, wow. is after they've spent $10,000 on a foundation repair. So doing your homework, taking your time and having the patience for the right deal the key is numbers don't lie. So if you run your numbers and do your homework, you're always safe. That, oh, okay, there you are. As soon as you said you're safe, you froze. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I think that's, that's a lot of really good points, a lot of good advice for everybody. Appreciate you taking the time to tell your story. Just like I tell everybody at the end of the episodes, um, if you have any other ideas that you'd like to have us cover, uh, feel free to shoot us an email, comment in the thread below, let us know people that you'd like us to talk to, things you'd like to hear more about. Um, but Will, thanks again for taking the time to talk to us today. I'm sure a lot of people are gonna be uh, thankful for the advice you've been able to give and probably interested in just hearing the story that you've had to tell. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me, Colin. Absolutely. Well, just like always, everybody, please stay safe, stay healthy, and have a great rest of your day.